0: So, quickly, we're going to rehearse what we've learned so far. Is that okay? Uh, we talked about, uh, was it uh, 2 Kings 7, the leprous men, isn't it? And we said that faith starts by the declaration of the Word. You need the Word of God to stand on to take an action. Amen. Peter waited for Jesus to say to him, come, before he ended up in the water hallelujah some people just believe that they can close their eyes and walk across across the m1 because they have faith that even they touch any deadly thing it will not harm them or if they cross the road he will bear his angels that they will not dash their feet against the stone you know sometimes we we walk in some blind faith that doesn't make sense that makes us fall sometimes. Hallelujah. So the, 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 the word of the prophet came and that said that tomorrow by this time, hallelujah, that tomorrow by this time word is what they stood on, the leprous men stood on. Hallelujah. And the second thing we said was what? How many took notes? You don't remember. We said beware of the officer, the king's officer. The one on whom the king leans on. Hallelujah. And I said to you that sometimes the king's officer is in our heads. The thing that, we f- that fights that word of God, that prophecy that we have, the thing that fights the prophecy that we have is the king's officer. Hallelujah. Then we went on, we went on to talk about action on faith begins with us questioning. Why sit we here till we die? The leprous men ask themselves, why sit we here till we die? If we sit here, we will die. If we go back into the city, there is famine in the city. If we go to the uh, armies of Syria, they can only but kill us. We can only but die. But if we will not sit here, why? Ask yourself, why have you been in this situation for all this while? Why is God not working on your behalf? Why hasn't God done something? Why haven't you seen a breakthrough? Why haven't you seen your healing? Why haven't you received what you have been longing for? You need to ask yourself why. Because the why is what will trigger you to take an action. Hallelujah. Then we said that they rose in the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And as they went, the Lord caused them to hear a sound. Hallelujah. And I said to you that in those days... Leprous people had to wear bells and uh, symbols, clanging things around them that would make noise when they are coming because they were not supposed to go into the congregation of the the righteous, the congregation of the the whole people. So when they are coming, they make noise and they shout, unclean, unclean. Those unclean, unclean, it, it was a symbol of shame. It was a sound of shame. But somehow God used that same sound of shame to trans, transport or trans, uh, to amplify the sound for the Syrians to hear a great army. The thing that sometimes you are ashamed of is the same thing God will use. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? And uh, we, I said to you, number five, that the result or the rewards of faith is sweeter than the rewards of your hands, the work of your hands. Hallelujah. I'm going to leave it there. Let's go to today's. Today, I have two stories for you. Hallelujah. Two stories. A story about a man and a story about the woman. We are going to look at the man and the woman and glean action, faith action from these two people. The first story is taken from John chapter 5. I'm going to read both stories and then we'll look at the lessons quickly. John chapter 5, verse 1 through to 8 he says that after this, there was a great feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem a ship gate, the ship gate, a pool, in which is called in the Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Amen. Circle the word Bethesda. Amen. The word Bethesda. Hallelujah. In this lay a great multitude of sick people blind lame paralyzed waiting to for the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred, it, stirred up the water then whoever stepped into the into or stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Hallelujah. When when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Second that word, do you want to be made well? Hallelujah. The sick man answered, "Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. Amen. The next story is in Luke chapter 8 from verse number 43. So we've seen the story of the, of the gentleman. Have you seen the gentleman? Okay, now let's look at the lady. Verse 43, Luke chapter number 8 verse 43. To forty-eight, The Bible said, now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. So they all have long-term problems, isn't it? Who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. Came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me when all denied it? Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. Hallelujah. Now, when the woman saw that she, she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared to him, in the presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she, had, she was healed immediately. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 48 says that like Jesus said, Daughter, your f- be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Amen. Your faith, second way, your faith has made you well. Amen. Okay, so these two stories... I'm going to look at them side by side. Is that okay? Side by side. We have a young a gentleman. We don't know how old he is. But if he has been by the pool for 38 years, then obviously he's old, isn't it? 38 years. And then the woman also had had an issue of blood for 12 years. You know, so she was not also young. Amen. Are you with me? Hello? All right. I was checking whether you are alive because I can't hear anybody. I can't see anybody. Amen. And the Bible says that the man had been lying by the porch or the place called Bethesda. Someone say Bethesda. The man had been in a place called Bethesda. Not in the Hebrew, Bethesda means the house of mercy. Someone say house of mercy. Bethesda means what? the house of mercy. This man had been in the house of God all these years and still he was carrying his d- disease for 38 years. Can it be possible that somebody is in the house of mercy for 38 years and has never had any mercy? What could be the reason for him to be in the house of mercy without mercy? Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew What? Bethesda, having five purchase, meaning what? House of mercy. He had been in the house of mercy. And no mercy. Hallelujah. Is it possible for, for believers to be in the house of God for 38 years and have a problem? A problem that needs a little bit of faith and a little bit of the hand of God for it to go. And they are in that place for 38 years and still not be healed. Still not receive their miracle. I don't want us to, to criticize the man. I don't want us to criticize the woman. But look at ourselves in the man. And look at ourselves in the woman. Hallelujah. That's why I'm using two people. There are two people, a man and a woman. They all stand for us. Hallelujah. It is, we are in the house of God. But we have never received any miracle. Everything we have, we, we work for. Everything we have... Somebody gave it to us, or we worked for we we, we went to work, we got money and and we bought it, or we we own it because of that. So, where is the miracle in your life? Where is God in your life? How can you be in a house of mercy and not receive any mercy? How can we be in a house of grace and have no grace? How can we be in a house of provision and have no divine provision? Listen. If you work hard for everything you have, it is not a miracle. Am I talking to somebody? If you work hard for everything you have, it's not a miracle because even thieves work for the, the, what they have. Hallelujah. Madras work for what they have. So if everything you have is what you have worked hard for, your hard and cash is what you have used. Then where is the grace of God? Where is divine provision? Where is uh, uh, Jehovah Jireh in your life? How can you prove to me that you serve a, 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 a double-breasted God when that God has never provided anything miraculously for you? Hello. I, I don't know whether I'm preaching. Normally, the Wednesday church is, is lively. I don't know whether the, 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 is it the fasting or the mass that is making you guys? Because this Wednesday church, I'm not very sure about it. The Wednesday church that I, I, of old that I used to know, it was a very lively church. I always look forward to the Wednesday church because I preach better in the Wednesday service than in the Sunday service. But it looks like the Sunday people have transferred to the Wednesday. Hallelujah. No, how can we be in the house of God for 38 years and never receive any miracle? 38 years, we have been in the house of God. We have never seen the hand of God in our lives. We've never seen God provide for us. Can you, don't you uh, hear stories of somebody receiving, a stranger gave somebody a Range Rover a stranger gave somebody a house. A stranger said, I don't know, I feel like giving you this, you know, this job. You didn't even ask, you were working or you went to a, a, apply for a, a job. Somebody look at you, you, don't qualify, but i give you that job. Don't we hear those t- type of testimonies? How come we, in the pool of Bethesda, we who are members of Bethesda, having had that testimony? There is something wrong. How many will agree that there's something wrong with this guy? He has been in, by the pool for 38 years and he has never received a miracle. Either there was something wrong with the God he serves or there's something wrong with him. You know, the, the reason why I know that this man has an, an amount of faith and this man is a believer is because he had been by the pool for 38 years. An unbeliever will not stay in the house of God for 38 years. Hallelujah. He has an amount of faith in Bethesda. Otherwise, he will not be there. Are you with me? So if he has been there, he has faith. But his type of faith is the type of faith in the modern charismatic church. We believe, get, don't get me wrong, we believe that here is the house of faith, it's the house of mercy. We even name our churches House of Faith, Hour of Faith, House of Miracles, House of Prayer. We give names to our church to signify that this is Bethesda. But then we stay in Bethesda for 38 years without a miracle. Prayer House Center of Miracles. Meanwhile, you have never seen any miracle, you are just like that man. You know, the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. My question to this man, invariably, I'm talking, even when I say this man, I'm talking about you and I. My question to this man is that where is his expectation? You know, when Jesus came and asked him, do you want to be made well? There was a reason why Jesus asked that question. Because if you want to be made well, you will not be in this condition. Not everybody who is sick wants to be well. Do you know that? Not everybody who is sick wants to be healed. Some people are sick because they, they like the sympathy they get. They call that, that disease hypochondriac, isn't it? Every time, yeah, oh, when my leg goes, oh, it's my hand. When it's not the hand, oh, it's my chest. When it's not the chest, it's my toe. When it's not my toe, it's my finger. Every time they are sick. Do you know people like that? Yeah. I know one person like that. Every day, the person is sick. And it's like they're always in the hospital. Always there. Meanwhile, for the last however many years, nobody knows the type of sickness. Hallelujah. The, the name changes every day. Today is this. The next day, is this. it's like when you catch them off guard, you ask them what is the name of the sickness. Then they come up with another name. Hallelujah. There's a, a condition called hypochondriac. Person person likes the attention they get from people. So they're always off sick. So people have to go and visit them. Could it be that that man was suffering that, that condition? He didn't really want to be healed. He just wanted attention. So Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? And listen to his response. I have no man. I'll come to that. But that tells you the attitude a man has. Hallelujah. No. How many of us believe that this is a house of solution? How many believe this is God's house? And Solomon in his Prayer for the first temple says that if anyone sins and God, you punish the person, you send a plague, you send a disease, you send a famine, you send something. And the person comes to Bethesda and he prays here, then you, God, hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal them. This is not the prayer that Solomon prayed. So, so if that is the, the, the prayer, then it means, and that prayer exists up to today. Which means that any, sol- any problem we have, when we come to the house of God and we pray that prayer, we have to receive mercy. We have to receive a solution. We have to receive God's grace. We have to receive God's answers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But how is it that you are in the place for 38 years without solution and you are still there? John chapter 1, verse 10 says that he came to his own, By his own received him not. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Is it possible that there are some of us in the house of God, and we don't know him? Verse 11. He came to his own. By what? His own received him what? Not. He came to his own. When Jesus comes to his own, how many of us receive him? You know, I, I got a revelation one day in the scripture when said it's, which said that, when Jesus said that, henceforth, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Find that scripture for me. Henceforth, you will never see me unless you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Which means that the one who comes, who receives God's grace, the one who receives miracles from God, is the one who, is, who blesses God for the vessel that God has sent Whether they respect... What's the scripture? Matthew 23, 39. For I say to you, you shall not see me. You will not receive any miracles. You will never receive any favor from me until you say, blessed is he... Who comes in the name of the Lord? Which means that even if a two-year-old comes to stand in the pulpit in the name of the Lord, and you you bless God for sending that two-year-old, then you will see him. Are you with me? If you don't receive him, the one who has been sent, you will not see him. Could it be that we've been in the house of God all this while, never seen God, because we've never accepted the man or the woman that God has given us? Um, I, I I don't I don't know whether you are connecting with what I'm saying. Yeah, sometimes we, you see, when we hear that uh, Benin is coming, immediately we rush to the place. Our faith grows because of the person. I remember once. Uh, uh, there was a, a member of of, of of my church who was looking for the fruit of the womb. And every time I called, because like it was an open secret. We all knew. But any time I called her, I said, do you want me to pray for you? What do you want me to pray about? She said, oh, she would just give something. Then one day, she, she sent me a text that, oh, pastor, I won't be coming to church. I said, why? I said, oh, uh, Benny, he- no, Maurice cerillo is in Elscott. So, I'm going because I need God's you know. So, she went. Nothing happened. After another year, they said, oh, Benny is coming. She went. Nothing happened. Then, they uh, said, uh, uh, Pastor Chris is, is in town. Then she went, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He didn't say that I will send a special person. Anyone who comes in the name of the Lord, if you receive him, you receive me. If you don't receive him, you don't receive me. So until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, you will never get what God has for you. And that is why we have been in the house of God for thirty-eight years and received nothing, because we see our pastor as oh, he's not Pastor Chris. So when he's coming to lay hands on you, you don't you know this man's attitude. When, when Jesus asked him, "Do you want to be made well?" He was talking about things that were bothering him. No, have no man, ah, ah, because he didn't see God in Jesus. Hallelujah. He didn't see God at all. He saw this man who is standing there asking him, do you want to be made well? What do you think I'm doing here? The only problem I have is that I have no man. If I had a man, when the the, the water is there, they will put me in. Because I have no man, that's why I'm here. Do you think he saw God in in Jesus? No. He saw probably a journalist. (laughs) He saw somebody who's just nosy, asking questions. Do you see God? Do you see Jesus in your pastor? Do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus in your prophet? Yeah. Yeah. Never ever treat your pastor as a mere person. No. Henceforth, you will never see me unless you say what? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Until you say that, you will never get a miracle. You will never ever get a miracle. Hallelujah. If me comes and holds the microphone and at the pulpit and begins to preach the word of God, see him as a man of God. Don't see him as, oh, this is a boy we know here. This is my son. No. He is the man that God has sent. Hallelujah. And if you say, blessed is the man the, the one that has been sent, that comes in the name of the Lord. If you say, blessed is, then you will see him. Hallelujah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you think or you know about him. That's irrelevant. Once he comes in the name of the Lord, the word of God is in his mouth. The miracles that you are looking for is in his mouth. That is the reason why for most churches, we are like the men of the pool of Bethesda. We never receive any miracles by our, through our pastor. We never receive anything. It's when a visitor comes and begins to give prophecy. that We start shaking. We start shaking because we know that definitely the man that's for our pastor, he knows our stories. Yeah. It's based on familiar information. Yeah. That's why sometimes I don't bother even to give prophecy in my own church. I do it when I go elsewhere. Because as soon as I start, oh, this one, I'm, I'm sure that I, the, what I told Pastor uh, Sam or what I told Pastor Gloria, that Pastor Gloria has told him and he's coming to do yeah, yeah, with it. No, no, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and mind you, there's a policy in this church. In case you didn't know, there's a policy in this church. If you tell something to Pastor Sam, you haven't told me. I, I it again. If you tell something to Pastor Gloria, you haven't told me. Because we don't share information like that. Uh, I, I, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. We don't share, unless it is, it is set or is necessary to, for it to be passed on, there's no passing of information. And it's deliberate. We don't gossip amongst ourselves. We don't allow gossip in this church. Huh. Oh, so, oh, uh, Pastor, but I told you I was traveling. I said, when did you tell me? So I told Pastor Gloria. I told Pastor Gloria, so what? I don't know. Pastor Gloria doesn't tell me that the, the story, the uh, conversation you've had with. No. Unless you tell, him to, tell her to tell me, that's a different thing. Unless it's something that she has to pass to a higher authority, then it gets to me. If you tell me something, it never goes to Pastor Gloria. After you finish telling me, go and tell her if you want to tell her. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's how it works in this church. In case you didn't know, I'm telling you, we never pass information. If you tell something to Pastor William, you haven't told me. Do you think I carry all the the, the stories Pastor William hears in in, in, uh, Bradford? I don't, that, that is his problem. That's his problem do you think I carry all the problems that uh, uh, Minister Kiran has? He seems to carry from her. I'm not interested. Unless he needs advice, then he comes, oh, I'm facing this challenge. What do you advise? That's okay. Do it this way or do it that way. If Pastor Sam comes, oh, I'm facing this challenge. Then I say, oh, do it this way, do it that way. But if you tell him, you haven't told me. Hallelujah. I don't even know why I went there. Amen. He came to his own, by his own received him what? Not. That is a problem we have in the church today. Our faith is not being stirred because we haven't received the people God sent. They are amongst us, but we don't receive them. Hallelujah. We, you see, most most Christians today, they have their personal pastor. And it's not the one who preaches to them on Sunday. Ah, uh, you don't want me to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their personal pastor. They have their personal prophet. Sometimes the pastor and the prophet, they are two different people. When they need prayer, they go to somebody. So they have their personal apostle of prayer. Personal pastor, personal prophet. And it's not the one who preaches to them on Sunday. So it's like the man at the pool of Bethesda, you never receive any miracle. Hallelujah. You don't like my message? You will never see me unless you say, blessed is the man who comes in the name of the Lord. If he comes in the name of the Lord, then he's God who has sent him. Know that God uses any vessel. Any yielded vessel, God will use. You don't determine the vessel God has to use to bless you. Are you with me? If God has brought you here, then he wants to bless you through me. Not through somebody. God is not schizophrenic. God is not the author of confusion. Oh, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. How can God keep your blessing next door and bring you here? No, That is how come when you stay in a certain place, the general blessing of that place becomes yours. I don't know whether you've noticed. If, if you stay in a place where they are always marrying, you'll be married. If you stay in a place where they are having babies, you have babies. Babies, hallelujah. When you stay in a place where they are having jobs and you, uh, and, and breakthroughs, and you will have it. Because that is the blessing that has been released in the place. If you, ha- you are there, uh, but your pipe is channeled somewhere else, the thing will dribble around you and you never see. You'll be like the man at the pool. Hallelujah. You will not see me unless you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I believe that the reason why this, this man had been in the place for 38 years and never received anything was because of that. Let's, let's put this side by side with the woman. Look at the woman. The, the Bible says, look at Luke chapter 8. The Bible says that now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed. When she heard that Jesus was coming the way that way, she went. Pressing. You just imagine Jesus walking with about uh, 2,000, 3,000 people pressing around. You have to be determined to go push past all the people Push past everybody to go and touch his garment. With all the bodyguards, all these 12 big men, eh, 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 disciples, besides the other 120 people that followed him, besides the 500 people that followed him, you can't just push past and just go. Jesus was not that accessible. You have to push through. What made this woman push through hundreds of people to touch Jesus? Is because she knew that blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If I only I can but touch the hem of his garment, I know that my problem will be healed because this man is a man sent by God. Hallelujah. So you can see one stays by the pool of Bethesda and gets nothing, one hears of Jesus. And rushes to touch the hem of his garment. And receives the, 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 the breakthrough. Whilst the other is sitting and lying down. Nothing. Hallelujah. Are you okay with me so far? Number two. Point number two. Point number two. The woman with the issue of blood was not lying in the presence of the master. She was not supposed to be in the midst of the people because she was unclean. Hallelujah. But she pressed away there because she knew it was the solution center. Amen. She knew Jesus was the solution center. How many of us know that our pastor is the solution center? No. not a lot of people know that. Many of us do not even bother to go to church. There are some people when they hear, especially when we are having programs, like say we are having a a healing program. We are doing open handed heaven. Just sit at home and sleep. They would rather come for Sunday ordinary service. They say they were doing women, uh, loose women. No, they won't show up. That's the pull of the Bethesda syndrome. The stirring of the water has happened. This is a miracle service. This is a breakthrough service. This is a healing service. This is a power service. This is an all-night service. I'll go for Sunday. Hallelujah. But the woman knew that this is my only opportunity. Jesus is passing here. I don't know the next time he will come and pass here. I don't know what program, the next program that is going to happen. I don't know what is going to happen. But this one I'm not letting go. I'm going to come. I'm going to cancel all my appointments and press to see the master. Hallelujah. How many people will even even be in the service? There are some people who will be in the service. But they switch off. It's a healing service. It's a power service. Miracles are happening. You know, all my years as a pastor, I've noticed something. Anytime there's a a, a, a special anointing service or power deliverance session, the people who get delivered are are visitors. The people who receive miracles are visitors. Sometimes, you know that this person has a problem. The man, maybe I've invited somebody to come and preach. The man of God will call a problem. And I know that this person has this problem. They won't come. That's the pool of Bethesda syndrome. And they, they won't come. Listen, let us learn to take opportunities when it's presented. Let us be smart in the spirit. Let us not be dull. That man in the pool of Bethesda was too dull. I mean, how is it that Jesus passes by and you can't even hear? The Bible says that if you look at the beginning of the, of the scripture, look at it. It baffles me. I don't know whether you feel the same way, but it says that after this, there was a great feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Which means it was not a normal day. There was a great feast. There was an occasion, And Jesus, God made flesh, was in the place. Which means that there were a lot of people who were there at the time. How come your expectation, the expectation oh, didn't rise up? How come you didn't have faith, expectant faith to get something in, at this particular program? No, no, your faith that doesn't rise. No, 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 you don't have anything. They are placid. He, he was lying down sleeping while Jesus passed. 38 years. Hallelujah. Number three. See, in order to become a recipient of the miracle from God, you must not only... Believe that God can, but you must make an effort. The man was lying by the pool of Bethesda because he knew God can. But knowing that God can alone is not enough. Knowing that you can receive a miracle alone is not enough. You must make a move towards the miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The woman, we are not told how far the woman's house is from where Jesus was. But even if it was downstairs, she had to climb down. (laughs) How many understand what I'm saying? She made an effort to go to where Jesus was. She went there. The man heard that Jesus was passing. If the reputation of Jesus is what I think it is, the man cannot tell me that he didn't know that Jesus, who has been doing miracles, is the same Jesus who was passing. Even the blind man, Bartimaeus, he was sitting somewhere, not where Jesus was passing, on the other side. But when he heard that Jesus is passing that way, he began, I can't see where he is. I can't find his location. I am, I am disabled. I can't use my eyes, but I can use my voice. He started shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When the people were trying to shut him down, he cried out the more. Because he knew that for his solution to happen, he has to go to the solution center. He has to make a move. Hallelujah. So the blind man made a move. Hallelujah. The, the, this woman made a move. But the man made no attempt. Hallelujah. Poor attempt. Hallelujah. No, look at, look at Matthew 9. Matthew 9, verse 21. Let's look at what the woman said in her house before she left home. This is the woman, same woman. For she said to herself, if only I may but what? Touch there." garment, the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. She said it to herself. So she was in the know. She planned it before she left home. She knew what Jesus was able to do. And she knew that even even if I don't get his attention and I hold his garment, I'll be made well. How many of us have that hope in our pastor? Pull up Bethesda people. Hallelujah. Sorry, I didn't call it pull up Bethesda people. <laughs> Number four. There are a lot of believers with need of the manifestation of God who are just waiting around. Look at that. Let's go back to that scripture look sorry john verse 3, three five three john five three and in this lay what a great multitude of what sick people blind lame paralyzed waiting for a move so in the house of god there are a lot of people waiting Who told you that it's only when the water stares that you can receive your miracle? Don't you know that just a word can unlock every prison gate that you have been in? Just a word from God. Just a Rima word. Hallelujah. Just lying around waiting. The woman with the issue of blood was not sitting around waiting. She made a move towards grace. She didn't wait for grace to find him, find her. She made a move towards the solution. She didn't wait for the solution to hit her in the face. How many of us make a move towards God? Hardly would you hear in this, our generation, somebody say that I am believing God for a house. I don't have the money. But I'm going to make a move towards God. I only have, instead of uh, 30,000, uh, uh, what do you call it, 10,000 pounds, I only have 2,000. So I'm going to go to the house of God and sow 1,000. I'm going to make a move towards what I don't have. Hardly would you. See, when I was growing up as a, as a young Christian, those days, we used to make crazy moves like that. You know, were, we're taught that anything you need, sew that thing. Anything you need, sew it. I remember one day, the Lord told me, sew your car. My wife was pregnant. Our first baby. And it's not as if we had two cars. We only had one car. And that car was not an old, like uh, you know, that the coffin car, uh, the car that suffers jerking. No, no, no. This was a proper car. But I heard the Lord tell me, sew it. And I said, yes, Lord. But what really got me was not the sewing. It was the person that God told me to sew it for. That was the one that I couldn't deal with. Because the Lord told me to give it to this, my friend, who is not a Christian. This is my friend who smokes. This my friend. And I was struggling. How, number one, how do I tell my wife? So I called the guy. I said, come. So the guy came. came to knock on, uh, ring the bell. We're living in a flat. He knocked on the buzzer. And then, I told him stay there, don't come up, stay there, because I didn't want problems. So I went downstairs, then I said, I, I said well, we should sit in the car. He sat in the car. Then I started moving uh, my cassette and my DVD, uh, video, uh, what do you call it, CDs from from the uh, the, the glove compartment. Then I, I said, here, here's the logbook, here's the key. Then. it, so, uh, so, uh, so uh, what happened? I said, I said, go, go, just take it and go. He said, well, I said here's the logbook, here's the, the key, the two spare keys. Go, take the car, go. Now I have to climb upstairs and go and explain myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not that we had a car. Not that we even had money to buy a new car. I sold the car and we were on the bus. I, I gave the car and we were on the bus. My wife will ask, hey, so how, what are we going to do? I went to the scrapyard. Do you know where the scrapyard is? I went to the scrapyard and I bought the car for 50 pounds. 50 pounds. It was a red-blue bed. I gave my car. My car was the car that you use for weddings in, in our church. That car. Every time anybody is having a wedding, my car did come for. So it wasn't a bad car. Proper car. Hallelujah. How many of us have that, would, would, would hear God even say that and do it? We will bind and loose right now. And that is, that is the, 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 the school of, 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 of Christianity I came from. When you hear God, you do it. God says, so it, do something for this man. You do it. it. Yesterday, my wife came to me and said that God says I should bless somebody. And she was nervous to tell me the amount. When she told me the amount, I, I was like... Zzz. That's okay. Do it. Who am I to stand in your way when God has spoken to you? Do it. Do it quickly. I said, Just quickly, quickly. Just do it. Let's get it out of the way and move on. Hallelujah. That is how you, you approach the blessing. Don't wait around for the stirring of the water. The stirring of the water sometimes gives miracles. But sometimes you need to move towards the miracle. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Be like the woman. The woman went to the solution. She took a step of faith. Remember Peter took a step of faith out of the boat. Let us become action people. Amen. I say let us become action people. In John in in Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers what? Violence and the violent take it by force. In Mark 11 24. Therefore, I say to you, what if things soever you ask, when you pray, believe and you shall receive. Walk towards it. Have a belief. Have faith in God. Amen. Number five. I'm, I'm looking at the man. When Jesus went to him, he said, I have no man. I call it the I have no man syndrome. Hallelujah. I have what? No man. In verse 7, John chapter 5, verse 7, and the sick man answered him, say, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up, I have no man. I have no man syndrome. Some of us, we are looking to man for our solution instead of looking to God. Hallelujah. We are looking to man instead of God. Jeremiah, come with me to Jeremiah 17, verse 5. He says that, that says the Lord, Cursed is he the man who trusts in man, who makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Hallelujah. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit patch places in the wilderness, in a salt, in a salted land, which is not habited. Blessed is the man who trusts in God. Hallelujah. And whose hope is in the Lord. Verse 8. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which spread out its roots by the river, and not fear when heat comes. But his leaves will be green, and will not be anxious when the year of, in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruits. Amen. Let us trust in God. Let us hear what God says. And when God says it, believe it and walk in faith. Hallelujah. It's not everything that you must want a man to connect you. That is not our currency. The just shall live by. The just shall live by. Our currency is what? Faith. Amen. Amen. Our currency as Christians is faith in God. And we take steps towards meeting God. Not a man. This man was lying in the, by the pool waiting for a man. Which man can lift you higher than themselves? Oh, you didn't hear my... Which man? Tell me, which man do you know will lift you higher than themselves? Which man do you know? Who hasn't got problems? And they devote all their their energy and strength to help you. So you mean this man should sit by you for 38 years. And then not go to sleep. Not even take a break to go and and, and eat. But he should sit because you don't know when the water is going to be stirred. So he has to sit. As soon as he sees anything going, he has to carry you and run and go and drop you in the water. How possible is that? Try the Bible, say, cursed is he who leans on the arm of flesh. Amen. I, I, are you with me so far? No man will promote you above themselves. No man will, you are depending on you for help, will help you beyond themselves. Hallelujah. Nobody will help you beyond themselves. See God. Go to Him like the woman with the issue of blood. Go and get your solution from Him. Hallelujah. Amen. My time is up. Let me give you the last one for today. Is that okay? You want more? <laughs> Next week we'll continue. I'm trying to finish this. I was hoping to finish this today. The fear of failure. Someone say fear of failure is one of the reasons why the man remained at the same spot. He said that when I tried, go back to the verse 7. He said that when I am trying, another man goes before beyond me. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. How embarrassing is it? As you are trying to go for a solution, that somebody crosses you and then receives their healing, and you are left. After a while, you don't take the move anymore because the embarrassment is too much, isn't it? So you stay there. Because even when you go nearest to the water and the water begins to stay, by the time you go the first, somebody just comes. Because you are paralyzed. So you have to drag your body because you have no god legs. It is an embarrassment. Some of us, our problems are an embarrassment to ourselves. And that is why we are still in it. Oh, how many times have we not seen that there's an altar call? And you know that this altar call is specific to your problem. But when you think about coming forward and that people will know your business, you stay at. I always say that if I... if. God gives me a word of knowledge and I ask, and you don't come. Don't come to the office. Because the anointing for that thing is that the moment is by the altar. It's not in my office. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? The other day, I made an altar call. This young man didn't come. They came to my office, knocked. Pastor, because I, it was something that was very specific. The Lord gave me a very specific, and I said it, and nobody came. So, I, as I was, I was, ending, I was praying, I, I asked God, is it that you, I didn't hear right or what? Yes. I, and I was very disturbed. Because I don't like giving false prophecy. So, I was very, very disturbed. Even throughout the ending of the service, I was very disturbed. And when I went to the office, the guy came to knock, Pastor, you know that altar call? It was me. I said, yes, so? So, please, can you pray for me now? I said, the anointing is finished. The anointing is not in the office. When it was said, the anointing was for that moment. It was for there. Hallelujah. See, now I can only do what uh, let me not go there. You know when Jacob uh, when Jacob took the blessing away, Esau came to the father and said that if give me something small. <laughs> so <laughs> so so Isaac had to, you know when, when the, the, the stew is finished or the food is finished, the the under, the under is like you have to tear the barrel under and, and pour something small for the boys. <laughs> but anything for the boys is not the same as the real meal hallelujah you made the real meal go past you now you say something for the boys there's nothing for the boys hallelujah look at a couple of verses with me and let's close Psalm 73 verse 26 my flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Hallelujah. Let God be the strength. Psalm 73 verse 26. Let him be your portion forever. Amen. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says that fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. In Philippians 1, 6, are being confident in this very thing that he who has begun a good work will complete it in you until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So don't allow embarrassment. Don't allow. Listen, if I will be embarrassed and receive my solution, me, I will do it. I don't really care. Because what is it to try and pretend that all is well when I'm struggling? Have you seen those who wear like you wear new shoe that is tight and the shoe is killing your toe? And you see you can't, (laughs) you know, like you are really dying and you are trying to make some some guy walk. Meanwhile, you are who are you kidding? Who are you cheating? Listen, if it means you have to remove one shoe and hold it and walk, that will bring your freedom. You better do it. Stand.